Chapter 24 of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. Mrs. Towhee proposes a garden party. Let's give a garden party, said Mrs. Towhee to Mrs. Phoebe. It is lovely weather, and we haven't had a garden party for ever so long. Good, let's do it, answered Mrs. Phoebe. You go and give out the invitations while I get things ready. There is a new family up in the eucalyptus house, said Mrs. Towhee, calling her friend back. They are little mites of people, almost as small as the Hummers. I wonder if it would be proper to invite them to our party. They are strangers here, and no one I have seen ever heard of them before. You know, we ought to be careful about the new people we meet. Well, I don't know, the other said, smoothing her slate-colored breast. Ask Mrs. Mocker. She knows everybody. So they called to Mrs. Mocker. Do you know that new family up in the great high house? They must be fine people to move into such a handsome place. The Oriole family have rented that house for years. Oh, I know them, Mrs. Mocker said. They are Mr. and Mrs. Bushtit from over in the mountains. They never lived in our city before. They belong to the great tit family, and their name means a tit in a bush. Then Mrs. Marker looked very knowing and put on airs, as she always does. She knows that she is acquainted with everybody, and she is proud of it. Mrs. Towhee and Mrs. Phoebe nudged each other. Then they asked Mrs. Marker if she could introduce the new neighbors at the party. Mrs. Marker agreed to do this. And then Mrs. Towhee went away to invite all the people, and Mrs. Phoebe got the garden ready. She swung on all the bow swings she could think of, to see if they were safe. And she hunted up all the nice nooks and corners to play hide-and-seek in, and she tested the food which was sent in to see if it was all right. Then she went upstairs into the top stories of the tree houses and waved her hand to all her bird friends. It was a busy day among the bird people. They washed themselves and combed their frizzes and cocked their hats and trimmed their bonnets and flirted their coattails and fixed their best trails and took especial pains to have their feet clean. They made their nails look neat, too. Strange a bird should think of that. But birds are ladies and gentlemen, you know. Is my gorget all right? asked Mr. Hummer of Mr. Sparrow. I don't know what you mean by your gorget, said Mr. Sparrow. Why, it's this shining patch I always wear under my throat. Really, it is a diamond scarf pin, which has always been in our family. It is an heirloom. Rather large, isn't it? But all the gentlemen in our family wear them. And that is what makes the fashion, you know. Then the vain young Hummer turned his head all about in the sunshine to make his gorget shimmer. Oh, I see, said Mr. Sparrow. How do you like my new garden hat? You see, it is striped, two black stripes and three white stripes. It is very costly, and I hope it will wear a whole year. Why, that is a beautiful hat, answered Mr. Hummer. Do you suppose those new people up in the big house will come to our garden party? Oh, I hope so, said Mr. Sparrow. And there are some more people here, tourists, just passing over the Southern Pacific free-to-all-bird route. They have stopover tickets, I understand and I mean to ask Mrs. Mocker to invite them all. She likes to get acquainted with strangers for the chance of mocking them behind their backs. 
I can't help liking her, though. Tut, tut, said Mr. Sparrow. It isn't right to gossip about one's neighbors. Then, in a low tone, he added, If you don't know anything good to say about a person like Mrs. Mocker, it shows you do not know her very well. Mr. Mocker heard what they were saying about his wife, and he fell to mimicking them in a low key till the gospers all flew off. Just then, a red-shafted flicker called to his next neighbor, the hummingbird, with a loud, harsh cry, which so frightened the little hummer that he dropped straight down from the bough he was sitting on, right into the lap of a rose that happened to be spreading her skirts below. "'You needn't be afraid of me,' said the flicker. "'That is my natural voice. I was going to tell you how I scared an old lady in the White House yonder.' I flew up to the gable under the eaves and began hammering away with all my might on the house side. You know my hard stout bill is my hammer. It went rap, rap, just like a man with a hatchet. Out came the old lady and she looked all around the house, thinking to see a burglar, I suppose. And then she went back and locked the door. Soon I began to hammer again. She came out and this time she looked straight at me and said, Shoo, you old bird. Of course I flew away. All I wanted was to make a hole in the roof over the attic, so I could have a warm place to sleep in this winter. I don't think it was kind of you to scare an old lady, said the hummer, sitting still in the lap of the pink rose. That is the same lady who left her pampas plumes standing in the yard when other people had cut theirs down, on purpose that my wife might have the feathers and tufts to line her nest with. They are splendid to make a cradle of. They and the spider's web. It was that same old lady's daughter who put the umbrella over our nest in the rainstorm. That young lady thinks she can catch me? I go and sit on a low bush and doze in the sunshine, showing off my gorget as well as I can, when along comes the young lady. I blink away, and she thinks I'm fast asleep. As long as her hands are behind her, I know I'm safe, and I let her get close to me. But the minute she puts out her hand to catch me, I'm off and you ought to see how disappointed she looks. That is a very long story for such a small bird as you are, said Mr. Flicker to the hummer. I could tell one twice as long. Mr. Flicker was beginning his yarn all about how he scared some small boys just at sundown in a grove. He said he flew up quickly, and his flame-colored wing linings looked so much like fire that the boys ran away. Just then, Mr. Mocker set up such a noise squealing like a chicken when it is caught, that the birds all flew away to their houses, all but the hummer. He wasn't afraid of a chicken, and he sat still in the lap of the sweet rose. End of chapter 24